Hello, this is Brian Foster on a Sunday, July 18th, 2021. Welcome again to our live stream. Today we're talking about Evolution to World. As I said before, this book gets very deep down to the nitty-gritty of, of, of the evolution of a spirit, because as a spirit, we are immortal, but we do start from something. We start from a primitive, kind of encapsulated piece of logic, and we we carry on with in control of more and more sophisticated life forms on a physical life. You know, we could call it a simulation of physical life, or you could call it physical life, however you would like to look at it. So then, as we get higher and higher, we go from different simple organisms, animals. We, we get to more sophisticated animals, ones with more free will, right? As opposed to like, let's say, you know, the very little free will. So eventually we become a free-willed spirit and we can in, encapsulate and be part of a human. Now, when that happens, a whole new way of life starts. And Evolution Two Worlds have talked about that as how we grow through these things, how we learn through these things. But once we become a human, that means we have free will. That means we have to start relearning our basic instincts. Now, when we were a simple animal, kill or be killed, survive at any time. Who cares if you help your tribe or you know, your little group, I should say. <clears throat> Most of the time that wasn't important. And now it is. And that's now we have a lot to unlearn. And so we start out as a inhabitor of a primitive human in a primitive world now we are in a world of atonement meaning karma is real meaning that we pay in this life we pay for our past wrongs that's why we go through trials now the world is starting to go through the next stage which is the planet regeneration meaning we don't have to go through these hard trials anymore because we learn from them we'll still keep learning but they won't be so drastic and dramatic so Let's get into part two. This is going to, I'm going to go through two chapters, a pretty short chapter. Chapter three, the spiritual body and volatation. Volatation is movement by thought. The speed of, of light is not a limit in the spirit world. And chapter four, the morphological structure of discarnates. So let's get right into it. This is chapter three, the spiritual body and volatation. Here's a subheading. Would you please give us some information about the spiritual body's volatation? This is what he writes. In the metamorphosis of insects, histolysis affects the muscles and digestive machinery the most, whereas the nervous and circulatory systems are only slightly affected. According to what we have stated elsewhere in this study, after the histolytic process occurs, Differentiated organs return to the former characteristic embryonic state, and only then do cells begin to divide, forming through histogenesis the final organs of an adult insect that is equipped with the resources it needs to move about in the atmosphere. So he loves to give these, these physical examples. Now, sometimes they get too much for some people, and some people they can be very helpful. I carry on. In the same way, after the transfiguration that occurs through death, Individuals emerge with natural changes in muscle mass and digestive system. 
but without much change in their overall constitution. I stop there for a second. As a physical human being, you are mostly matter and some energy. When you pass over, you become a lot less matter and more energy. And as you rise in heaven, you become your ratio of energy to matter goes higher and higher and higher. And therefore, so there's there's changes in muscle mass of the digestive system, of course, because you don't even you don't even need to eat when you're in heaven. Now, when you're in the lower zone, you may think you still need to eat, and you are more dense. So the higher you are in heaven or above the lower zone and so forth, the less dense you are, the more ethereal you are. So in the digestive system, since you don't need to eat, you really don't need to, to, to get rid of waste. You're much lighter. You are this, this spirit. Let me show you a picture of really what you are. I think this is very useful for people. So, in the physical realm, you are the body. I'm trying to picture the spirit, the paraspirit, and the body. Now, when you pass over, you have a paraspirit covering you, and that is your, your own interpretation of what you look like. Therefore, that's why when, you, when spirits say when people die, if they die young, they become a little bit older. If they die old, they become a little bit younger. You become your idealized self when you go to one of the levels of heaven. Of course, then a spirit is more just an encapsulation of logic, which, which the spirits call it really a personality, which is, that's what we are. We are an encapsulated personality. That doesn't make us stupid robots or unfeeling automatons. It makes us extremely special. It makes us immortal. It makes us have our own unique characteristics. And it, it, it shows that Jesus and God has, has poured in billions and billions of years, making us each unique. So it's very interesting. So don't forget that. Okay. They're equipped with different tools for their new realm with possibilities of traveling and moving about. Never dreamed of before. Since under such circumstances, continuous thought and gravity no longer face the limitations peculiar to the physical envelope. Now think of this. This is really your, your fantasy gone wild. When you die, right? You're not this physical being. You are in this matrix where you can just roam, roam the database, roam, and the database is really all sorts of environments that fit you best because of the law of affinity puts you where you belong with other other spirits and therefore they say there's no gravity there's no limitation particular to the physical envelope and in fact in spirits actually say there's no distance there's either presence or absence you change your state to be where you want to be this is kind of what volatation is so let's carry on during incarnation, however, it is not easy for ordinary human beings to get a clear idea about the conditions of the spiritual body after death. On the physical plane, the mind is fully conditioned to the specific work it must accomplish and is inescapably limited to structural restrictions. That is why they are unable to discern the intelligent realm of rays and waves, fluids and whirling energies in which they live. So then the question is, how should we understand individualized and functional mind per se 
if the cells of the spiritual body have a life of their own, as do those of the physical body? And the answer, he says, is a question of simple directives, as happens in a large factory where management, as part of the overall production scheme, supervises and directs hundreds of machines, each with its own particular parts, with all parts acting together for specific purposes. Therefore, you're, you've gotten rid of this physical body. It's, it's not important anymore. It's dust. You have your spirit and your paraspirit. Then what are the mechanisms for the change in color, density, shape, locomotion, and ubiquity of the spiritual body? The answer is a question is judiciously stated. However, to answer it correctly, we would need more advanced concept on the earth regarding mechanics of thought. So, they, they're telling you, we're, we really can't explain that to you. Now, this is written, I think, around the 1950s. And I think that now, with a more understanding of, of data and, and seeing movies like The Matrix, we can get a, a better grasp of what life is in the spirit world. Life is logical. Now, you can, you can go through and you can look at it as this, this wonderful fantasy world where thought is action and you're an immortal and you look young for your whole life. And as you go through different lands and then you can volatate, meaning you can move by the speed of thought. And that's a good way that most people probably should look at it. Heaven is wonderful. There's always something to do. There's always something to the jobs. Heaven is not the, the um, <clears throat> ethereal plane where you do nothing all day except play the harp. No, there's always work to do. Otherwise, if, as the spirits say, it would be hell because it's, you know, you'd be bored. The other way of looking at it as in this complex data structure of which you are a free roaming application within it and going through and following different data structures, but only within the limits that you are allowed. You're only allowed certain freedom depending on the level of your spirituality. Therefore, you have your parameters set by, the, by God and by Jesus. But you can go almost anywhere that you are and down. So, I mean, if you're in the fifth level of heaven, you can go to the fourth and third, the lower zone, all throughout that. And if someone wants to take you, they can take you to the higher levels, but they have to help you. You're not really, you can't really get in there. So that is a better explanation. There is this wonderful world that I have not read any fantasy novel or anything gets close to what being in heaven is like. When I mean heaven, it's heaven around the earth. There are other levels of heaven above other planets, and there's other planets with levels of heavens around those planets. Okay, let's carry on. Under what conditions can a discarnate spiritual body experience compressions, abrasions, or injuries? Well. The answer is, within the concept of relativity, this occurs under the same conditions in which the physical body is injured in this or that way on Earth. However, for the time being, earthly language does not have adequate terminology for a broader explanation. Well, I'm not quite sure why they said that. Because everything I read is, the fact is, you do not experience compressions, abrasions, or injuries. You may think you do. In fact, there is this story where the spirit <clears throat> has been trying to rise up out of the lower zone to get to the first level of heaven. And he sees his wife there. 
And he looks at her and then he sees this child run toward her. He doesn't quite know who that is. He's just, he's just now kind of climbed out of the lower zone. He's still kind of selfish and a bit, you know, not spiritual enough as he should be. And then he, he understands that that's the child that he killed when she was his wife. And therefore he gets all upset and he falls down, falls down this cliff and go through the different boulders. And the high spirit says, yes, and he thought he was knocked out. Actually, he's not, he's immortal, nothing can happen to him. And in fact, what's is interesting, he said, is that when he laid to rest, the grass around him started turning, turning, turning gray and, and more dead-like. He goes, that's even, those people at that level don't even understand the amount of effect of the environment around that their thought has. That's why a lot of people will say, well, heaven, you create your own heaven. And there's some truth to that, but really what happens is the law of affinity takes you with other people like you, and therefore you kind of, it's just a typical human, you, you absorb yourself into, and you accommodate yourself to what other people think. Now, these people think a lot like you. you know, they're all nice. They don't gossip. They don't stab you in the back, right? So it's very simple and natural for you to absorb into that new culture. And therefore, you see the buildings they see. You see the environment they see. You become really in, in part of that. Okay, what's the next one? Next one is, what is the order of formation of the vital centers by the intelligent principle in its spiritual body? And the answer is we know the formation of the vital centers begin with the first manifestations of cellular kinetics under the direction of higher intelligence. However, we still lack the technical knowledge to enter that realm of onto, on, ontogenetic science. In case you're not going to tell you that. There's a lot of that in here. How does the exteriorization of the vital centers occur? The answer is by combining knowledge on magnetism and spiritual sublimation. Human scientists will come to this realization on their own, just as if they already reach valuable notions concerning memory regression and the exteriorization of sensibility. The next is, what is the importance of the relationship between the spleen and the splenic center? That the spleen can be removed without much harm to the preservation of the incarnate's life. The answer is the removal of the physical spleen from the physical body does not apply the annulment of that organ in the spiritual body. Also, inner interconnected with the other sources of blood production in the hematopoietic system, it continues to function, albeit imperfectly, in the semantic domain, tending to the process of the mind-body binary. So again, your, your paraspirit, as I show this picture here, is, all, is covers every cell of your physical body. And when something's missing, it's like if someone misses a leg or something, they still feel it. That's why, because your paraspirit still, still has its own leg, and therefore it's, it will still fill. How can the location of vital centers be depicted in ovoids? Now, ovoids are these like football-shaped, um, very sad uh, spirits that have become in in gross in loops of bad thoughts and they even almost they start losing their paraspirit they lose what kind of they look like and they just replay these thoughts over and over again and it takes a lot of work by the spirit world to bring them out of that they have to be reincarnated in pretty poor bodies and it takes a lot of work to get them out of out of their kind of their, their dungeon of their own mind 
You can easily grasp position of the vital center of the spiritual body, reduced in size and ovatization, even though you do not have the appropriate terminology to express it, by remembering the tiny seed that contains the organogenetic principles of the tree. It will become in the future. Okay. Now let's go to the next structure. Uh, I need some water. Chapter 4, The Morphological Structure of Discarnates. What guidelines do discarnate spirits follow to present themselves morphologically? The morphological appearance of discarnates and their social media was usually the same appearance they had while incarnate. That's the spirit. However, it continues to evolve into better form each time the social media reaches a realm of elevated sentiments. So again, this is important. As you rise in heaven, now you don't rise because, oh well, yep, it's been two years since he's been in heaven. Let's let's boot let's boot him or her up. No, no, it doesn't work that way. You go to colleges, you go to schools to learn, and even after your classes, you and you've demonstrated you you, you know what you're doing. You also have to know that you demonstrate better love and charity and fraternity and honesty you have to be the whole thing right you you're never promoted just because of of time you're only promoted because you deserve it and therefore as you are promoted your paraspirit and your 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 body changes you actually get more attributes you get more power you get more uh, as an example you have the better ability to to wander where you want within the, the matrix. You have the ability to app, uh, um, query information and get more information. You have the ability to communicate versus longer distance. You have the ability to query the matrix, find out information about an individual person, what they're doing that day, what is their future is all set for them pretty far in the future. So these things are all, all rewards that you have as you rise in heaven. The biggest reward, of course, is the reward of being able to help people because service is really what it's all about, the joy of service and the joy of giving. Let uh, me carry on. The individual form, per se, obeys the dominant mental reflex, especially with regards to gender, with the spirit maintaining the psychosomatic male and female characteristics according to its inner life, which it displays spiritual qualities that are markedly active or passive. Thus, we can easily observe that discarnation frees all spirits from their masculine or feminine features, which during reincarnation are in an inverse condition as they undergo the required trial or specific task. For separated from the physical framework, the mind exteriorizes itself in the spiritual body with remarkably precise, spontaneous control over the subtle cells that constitute it. Meaning you look how, how you want to look. And you may look completely different. In fact, there are stories within the books of Andrea Louise. As an example, a woman is planning her body for reincarnation. And she talks with the planners. And they have this picture of everything down to every cell and organ in it. And she goes, now, nah, you've made me too beautiful. I'm going to be an object of jealousy and people are going to help me too much. I'm going to go to Earth to learn, not to be treated like a, you know, I'm a, a 
paraphrase, not to be treated like a princess and given everything. So the smart, the smart people don't want to be too charismatic because if you're too handsome or too beautiful, you're too charismatic and people do what you want, want them to do without any give or take. That's not why we're on earth. We're not on earth to be rich and be famous and have this, this whole legion of lackeys, right? In fact, in the spirit books say, what's the hardest trial? Well, be rich. Why? Why? Because you can do anything you want. And people let you get away with things. That's not why we're on earth. We're on earth to learn to be humble and loving and fraternal and charitable. That's why the people you don't notice, they are the ones that are going to be in higher levels of heaven. Whereas the people who are in, on, you know, in famous the internet TV, those people you should feel sorry for. They are, they may have, not always, some of them are very nice, may have a very hard time of it in heaven. If they make it to heaven, most of them will go into the lower zone. And in fact, spirits say, look, um, there was this one, uh, the mother of Robert G. Bowen says, there's this pretty famous author. He was learning from a, a person who was a coal miner of how to be more spiritual, how to talk to people, how to apologize to people. He's, he's kind of been mean to in the past. Well, like an alcoholic anomalous, remarkable how a lot of this uh, is parallel to this. So remember that. Don't don't feel like oh I've missed out. I don't have that fifty foot yacht, and I don't have this this you know hanging on group that just loves and laughs at every one of my jokes. No, 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 no. You don't you don't want that really. You want another book says look. If, if all your friends are nice to you and no one ever stabs you in the back and your life is smooth and you have, you know, no problems as you go from one job to another, then you shouldn't be on earth, right? You're on earth to go through tough situations so you can learn from them. And the more you learn from them, the less tough situations you have to go through. That's, that's the way karma and uh, life works. It's reincarnation. Right? You go through, you reincarnate. <clears throat> Let me show this. Your previous life is recorded. Now, your previous life has made your life now. Therefore, when people say, Well, how can I know what I did wrong? But I have no memory. Oh, don't worry about it. The spirit world knows what type of trials to put you through. So you'll learn the lessons. So if something happens to you, First thing you just you to think is instead of saying, Oh, I hate that person that did that to me, is like, oh my heavens, I must have done something similar to either that person or someone like them, and now it's happening to me. I forgive that person and thank you for teaching me that lesson. That's that's how you know what happened. You have a terrible marriage, you have a terrible you know, spouse, husband, whatever. Um, they, it's, it's it's payback time, guys. And so just take it, learn from it. And no one's saying you have to be with that person forever. Try to get away from that uh, situation gracefully and make sure the kids are okay. If you have children, always be nice to everybody if you can. Let them take advantage of you. Just start over. Um, they will all come back to you. Every, every hardship, every suffering you go through now will be rewarded a hundredfold when you reach heaven. So then, of course, as you go through life now, your next life is being fashioned. Okay, let me carry on.
However, it is important to remember that if the discarnate spirit has not made sufficient mental progress, it retains on the lower planes, meaning below heaven, for an indefinite length of time, the same look ahead while incarnate. And on a relatively more evolved planes, it undergoes processes of metamorphosis that are either slower or more rapid according to its inner dispositions. If a soul disengaged from its physical envelope entered the spirit world in an advanced old age, it will take some time to undo the marks of the body aging if it wants to rejuvenate its appearance. If it discarnated in early youth, it must also wait for the assistance of time if it wants to look more mature. We must remember, however, that this is only the case with spirits, the overwhelming majority, in fact, who are still not sufficiently advanced morally or intellectually because the higher their degree of progress, the greater their power to mold the cells that interweave the body through which they manifest themselves. And at a higher level, the intelligence takes only a few minutes to make certain alterations that every spirits often spend years to effectuate. So as you get higher and you, you're on earth, let's say you're Socrates, and when you pass over, up, oh, you look exactly how you want to look. Jesus, of course, is our the leader, the governor of our planet. And Jesus left the earth. He says, okay, this is how I look. And in fact, spirits say that they've seen Jesus. They, he never looks exactly the same well, from what I've read. Now, you know, there's pictures of him. In fact, one, one spirit says, I've never seen him with a beard. But he's always... You know it's Jesus. He's always beautiful. He always has that look of of, of male and female uh, combined together perfectly, of regal bearing, of love, of empathy. He goes, you always know who it is. And he says, you don't know how lucky we are to be led by Jesus as a group of, of spirits learning to become better spirits. And even Chico said, the average human has no idea of the amount of love the spirit world has for us. Even though we, we go through and we complain, we go, oh, this is a horrible life. You know, I'm not making enough money. I'm, you know, I had to fix my car. And, you know, this is horrible. Now, this is all part of learning. In fact, Chico told when they asked him on a TV program, they go, what is one thing? Yeah, because he was a great medium. And, and that's Chico's one of the second graph, the whole set of books by Andre Louise, starting with No Solar, which I recommend for everybody to read. And he goes, well, what's one thing you tell everybody? And this is telling people in Brazil, he goes, well, stop complaining. Get your job done and stop complaining. And this is where, you know, I wish people would think, you know, there's angels and people, all oh, the angels love us and everyone forgives us. And people fight back to me. And they say, well, you know, there's no such thing as lower zone or places where, you know, all this, because they, they love us and they forgive us. Well, the answer is yes. We are always loved and we are always forgiven. But there is tough love, which we must, we must work through what we did. We have responsibilities. It's like, you know, you're going to let your five-year-old paint walls and, you know, take dishes and break them. No, you're, you're not. They're going to sit in the corner for a while for that. And they'll cry in that corner and think you were the most terrible parent in the world. But to you, it's like, I'm just making this, this person civilized. Well, the same way the spirit world looks at us. They love us, but we are expected to learn. I'll carry on. Regarding the respectable societies of the spirit world, 
There are those who, after purifying faces, ascend to them due to intercessions by loved ones are their own merits. Nevertheless, they still bear certain disheartening marks, such as dis disfiguring deformities, inhibitions, or illnesses, evidence in their psychosphere, or other undignifying traits as remnants of mental circuits of the remorse they suffered, concentrated in an imbalanced manner over certain areas of the spiritual body. But in all of these cases, that spiritual use usually there, for limited periods of re-education recovery, they soon return to the pathways of cleansing and atonement and redemptive reincarnations. And in fact, when Andre Louise passed over, he still bore the brunt of his his um, cancer that he had. His, I think he had stomach cancer. He also died of of syphilis. And he, but he had passes. He had all of these different things, and. Um, he finally got rid of that, right? Because it's just a look, this is mental. And that's why when people pass over, when people who are like drug addicts or alcoholics, then they, they don't usually go to heaven. They are, that maybe sometimes they're helped. Uh, they're still, they still want, oh, I need that drug. I need that alcohol. You don't, your body doesn't really have any of that physical addiction to it anymore, but you have that mental addiction. And that's why they go through and they try to look for other, other people in the physical world where they try to join them and absorb into their bodies they can feel the effects of the alcohol or the drug or whatever and it's very sad to, to see that uh so it takes them a long time to to recover so um i hope this helps in fact if people are interested in spiritism i would recommend uh, my book i have spiritism 101 the third revelation it's on my site, nwspiritism.com. It's in PDF, so it's free. Of course, you can also get it on Kindle, paperback, and audible form if you, that's what you'd like, but it is free. It's also in French free in PDF form. So just go to the right-hand navigation, scroll down a little bit, you'll see it. Of course, then you also see my other books. Um, but I would recommend this book first. Some people may say, no, read the Spirit's book first. Uh, the Spirits book, of course, you can get that again at Amazon, or you can click on the picture of Alan Perdeck on my site. It will take you to the FBB bookstore. But, but you can also find it, just put in Alan Kardec space PDF. You'll find all of his books on PDF, which is how I found his book. And then that's a series of 1,019 questions given, uh, organized by the Spirit of Truth. And he gave these questions to different mediums throughout Europe. And unless the questions came back with similar or uh, exact same answers, he did not put them in the book. This is why this, I think, is a little bit of a higher level than you'll see other books where people channel just one spirit. This is, this is controlled by the spirit of truth. And, of course, the spirit of truth organized and talked about by uh, Jesus Christ in the New Testament. And so I would r highly recommend that this book uh, as be like your second book and maybe some people should be their first book it just depends how you want to learn i i think it's it's each person is is different so i mean don't let me try to tell you and then i would if you want to know more about the spirit realm itself i would read the spirit realm spiritism has revealed the reality of our existence it kind of shows you different ways of looking at you as a spirit, look, of you looking at a physical being, why you're on earth, how you grow, 
what what is the future what what does it mean beyond earth what does it mean for the earth to go to a planet of regeneration what's the future of ourselves and the earth so it's hopefully to give you kind of a, a good feeling of where we're at and where we're going there, there is a purpose here on earth your life has meaning your life is important your life is being followed by your guardian angel and other spirits besides don't give up to try to love improve a little bit every day whatever you can do it if possible i want to say everyone god bless god bless everyone <laughs>